you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL podcast never gets at Chris Wesley references. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with eh, some heroes. Chris Wesling to my left, Greg Rosenthal to my right. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. I feel like I get I get most Wesling references, but sometimes it, you know they don't always land necessarily. That's where I. That's <laughs> wow, where I he's taking a lot of shots. First, no shots. First, he comes with the eh, some heroes. I mean, you should be excited about well, the that's heroes not a you shot got. Either. We're here. We're here. We're I'm, ready. My point is when when Wes drops like a '70s TV reference, like if you say something about Alan Alda or something, I'll know where you're coming from, but I'll know also the audience will be like. I don't know. What the, I'm not, not not sure if I follow. Well, I have a philosophy about that. It's not Go my ahead. fault if the audience isn't educated. <laughs> Go get educated. Read a book, audience. I like it. A so, book about Alan Alda. <laughs> <laughs> Go read Alan Alda's biography, I don't think it. I've ever mentioned Alan Alda <laughs> on this program. <laughs> uh, this is Monday's edition of the show. Mark is in the wilderness. We've already on his social media feed. He's on his off day. Apparently um, alone, taking photos of Los Angeles, of uh, sidewalks, using filters on his <laughs> iPhone six, uh, so you can figure out what he's doing uh, today on his off day, which leaves the three of us. And uh, there's Greg just pulled up one of those photos. What is it, Greg? That's Describe a, it for the audience. It's it's a sidewalk with grass <laughs> on each side of it, blue sky. Hashtag art. <laughs> Um, so yes, the three of us will talk about the news of the last few days, and um, we're going to get into something Greg wrote last week, which uh, I quite enjoyed. I liked it so much, Greg, I don't know if you noticed, when I was diligently working at um, 6.14 a.m. yesterday, I tweeted out your eight biggest surprises wow. of the off season, and uh, we're going to talk about that because I thought it was a good kind of refresher of what's gone down in the last month or so, so we're going to talk about that. Um, and of course, we're going to touch base with TD, who did such a great job with the Win West's Toaster video cast, the first annual, which was a great success. Chris Wessling, how are you feeling uh, now? Five, Eleven out of twelve questions answered correctly. Um, you have the swagger, don't you? I feel like I've almost reached my potential. If I should have gotten Wesley Walker, I, I mm. knew that in the back of my head. 
I couldn't remember it, but I, I, I feel, feel like your like Jets hate got to you there, and you just had blocked out any Jets trivia. I expect five or six out of every six questions. That sounds like a champion that's ready to take a fall. <laughs> I've almost, I've reached my potential. Someone that's ready to kind of start kicking back. You know, Aaron Rodgers, kind of after his first Super Bowl, or title, we would just call take it, it easy a little. We bit. would call it a Rosenthal. Pulling a rose. <laughs> <laughs> and a little later in the show, we'll hit up on some tweets that you guys sent in after uh, checking out the uh, the game, Win Wes's Toaster. Uh, and also this past weekend, the first ever Wesselmania, Chris Wessling. Uh, Greg and I were both there. We actually brought our young children for a bit um, separately. You know, we didn't roll in like my two dad style. Uh, and then uh, we played some cornhole. You, you used the big green egg. Um Great time was had by all. Great party. I I had a blast. Great I, Sessler day. I mean, oh, Sessler. Mark was in rare form. All time. It was nice. How did you like the pool? pool? How do you mean rare form? Well, I I don't know if we need it's to get into family. details. Okay, but he was he was the star of the show. I left for too, the last. I left too early, unfortunately. Yeah, once once the PG <laughs> element got out of town, Sessler was the star of the show. Yeah, he was. Mark was definitely the star. And, and Wes, I'll tell you one thing about Wes. A great party, and the pulled pork was delicious. Uh, brought home some for my wife, and Emily loved it as well. It was tremendous meat products from Wes. One thing, the one hiccup in the party was nobody takes their music more seriously than Wes. Wes cultivates a playlist for a party, and he sees it through. I mean, it, I don't even know, but I would think, Wes, that you're one of those guys that you know, think out in advance, like, what's part of the party to put this song on? Like, you do it. I, I'm the same way. Like, well, I'm t- I take my playlist seriously. So when some rando rolls into the party, a woman you <laughs> barely know, and takes her, iPod, takes her iPod out, takes yours off, and plugs her in, and then she's, and she's I, I, I kid you not, TD, help me out. She was playing this song at one point. I like this kind of party. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she was playing that. <laughs> that would be good. That would have been cool. She was playing this song. I'm I'm throwing corn at Wes's house and Fergie's on. So that led to a revolt. I, I did not even know who I know who Fergie is. I had no idea who sang that song. Sure. Just that it makes my ears bleed. And the general consensus from everyone else at the party was get this chick off of the music. And, and you're right. I did spend hours cultivating a playlist. I had a theme. I don't know if people noticed it, but no. like you know, I spent eight years on Tybee. This was an American South. Introducing California to the American South. <laughs> That's you've what got, I'm talking about. You've got pulled pork. You've got a little bit of country, a little alt country. I was in enjoying there. it. Yeah, you've got cornhole, all of these southern things. This was know. early in the process in the party, too, because I was still Wes there was early with my it. daughter then. And I was trying to calm Wes down a little bit about the music. You know, it's a, <laughs> someone at the I'm party. I'm They're having fun. I was and Wes, Wes <laughs> had no... He had no qualms about his anger about the situation. He did not, you know, play it easy Look. on this poor young woman. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, well, listen. I was more Last words. I was more surly because several people came to me and had mm. objections to her music taste. Okay, that's what that probably put me over the edge. Yeah, I mean, listen, it all it all played out because Wes's music returned, and you it felt like you were in the South, but also in the West. TD, by the way, thanks for going to Wes's party despite the invite. No, you didn't. You didn't show up. I missed out on this one, guys, and I already feel bad. But next time, though, Wes, I got you. And plus, you know, I'm a pretty good uh, house party DJ. So let's make that happen. Well, did you oh, listen to the story just now? <laughs> you're this out. Is, Wes is very serious about playing. If you play music. house music, not only are you out, I'm going to have. Well, no, no, he means house, house you party. Know, at a Whatever. House. That's yeah. it. You know, these, as I've learned from Dan, these invites aren't. Uh, a right, they're a privilege. So oh, yeah, you passing yeah. on it the first time. I didn't pass on it. That yeah, can affect. That could definitely affect your standing. Uh, <laughs> TD, just think, I have a holiday party. 
that I throw every year. This year could be the year you get an invite. <laughs> I don't know if you come, but it's all it's in your hands. All right. How about some news, TD? Let's do it. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. The great, iconic Michael Scott. Um, All right, let's do some news. And we'll start with the two big news stories on Monday. You know, we had these issues regarding um, fair competition rules that the the, the NFL was doing some investigating into. We'll start in Atlanta, where, of course, the Falcons were accused of piping in fake crowd noise uh, into their ga- home games the last two seasons, and the NFL came down hard on the Falcons, fined them $350,000, and then uh, the franchise will forfeit their fifth-round selection in the 2016 NFL draft, the NFL announced on Monday, and also President Rich McKay uh, will be suspended for at least three months from the competition committee, effective April 1st, and, and McKay is one of the figureheads of the competition committee, so obviously it's not a good he's, look. He's the head of it. Yeah, so it's obviously not a good look when he's somehow involved. He wasn't directly involved with this, but since it was on his watch, he gets banged for it. So we'll start there, Wes. Is this, was this enough punishment for what the Falcons did? By the way, they weren't even a 500 team at home the last two years. Yeah, I think that's plenty stiff. Uh, I <laughs> What made my eyebrows arch a little bit? Uh, freezing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Roddy White is in charge of the crowd noise at, at what's what's going on with this? Yeah, there's a different Roddy White, which is one oh, of the Oh, he's not the things. same guy. Different Roddy White. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised How many if Roddy Whites are there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's only two Roddy Whites in all of America and they're both or they were um employees of the Falcons. So it's not the wide receiver. No. no. I was a little confused by no, that. No, front office Roddy White is no longer with the company either. I guess not. He was in ev- he was in the events department. Hmm. But yes, that is, that was strange. I thought they should be happy with how they got off. I know it's not the biggest crime in the world to be piping in crowd noise, but Rich McKay is the head of the competition committee, and his team was found to be breaking <laughs> the bad. rules of competition, and they suspended him for at least three months. Ultimately, what does that really mean? He's going to miss one league meeting, maybe two. You know, that's a day or two, and it sounds like he'll have his job back and in the fifth-round pick, you know. And I would be—I got to be honest—I would be surprised if they, the Falcons, were the only team that was piping in noise. I really? Th- I think I this guess. probably happens in a lot of uh, the NBA. I'm sure it happens. Um, I'm sure it happens in the NHL. I, I would—it wouldn't be shot. Tr- I just don't think it's something that's beyond impossible that other teams were doing. Now, I don't think they—I think everyone stopped once this went down. But you know, the, listen, the Georgia Dome is not exactly a hotbed. For fan loudness or anything, so I kind of get where they were coming from, but it was not worth the risk. That's one thing they lost when they lost Michael Vick. When I mean, when Michael Vick was there, that place was jumping, and Mike Vick was the hero of the town. Ever since then, they've they've had a hard time replacing that excitement, even though they've had right Matt Ryan. They've had some really good teams, um, and now we move to Cleveland, where the other discipline came down. Of course, the Browns. Uh, their general manager, Ray Farmer, had ad- admitted this was while an investigation was unfolding about him texting uh, down to the field during games from the press box. Uh, uh, he admitted it at the NFL scouting combine. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer, um, uh, excuse me, Kyle Shanahan, uh, left the team after one year as, as offensive coordinator, and there was a lot of speculation that be- is because of this incident is a major, major driving force. So now the league came down on the Browns, and general manager Ray Farmer suspended without pay for the first four games of the 2015 season. 
The Browns are also fined $250,000. And this is the thing I think the NFL got right because the Browns don't need any other issues. Uh, they do not lose a draft pick. So it's really a Ray Farmer thing and then the, the slight money hit, relatively speaking, Greg. Ray Farmer, it's a big money hit. So, again, it's it's punishment for him. And I think in here the punishment fits the crime because, let's be honest, he was texting Shanahan about, you know, put, put Manziel in or whatever he's putting. You know, he's not happy with it. It's not something that you feel like is changing the complexion of a game or unfairly, but it's a rule, so you punish him. I wish we would have gotten the seen the texts that were being sent. Mm. If it was like Hoyer LOL and something, that would be funny. <laughs> I don't really care about these punishments that much. I mean, whatever the league decides is fine with me, but losing your GM for September isn't really that stiff. No. Someone else is going to have to put the waiver claims together. No, I, it's not a big <laughs> month. If they really wanted to hurt the Browns and Farmer, you take him out for the draft process. But he will, I assume, be suspended without pay, so he loses a month of pay. So personally for him and his family, you know, that's a big hit. But otherwise, it doesn't seem like it hurts the Browns much at all. And I'm sh- and Mark, I saw he, he emerged from the Los Angeles wilderness uh, to tweet that he, he thought it seemed fair as well. So it's good for the Browns that they've dealt enough to, to have a heavy-handed league ruling against them. It felt like something that was just going to happen to Cleveland. See, it didn't happen. Uh, I was happy for the By Browns. the way, I don't want to sound like I was knocking Mark's photos on Instagram. He's a great follow on Instagram. Another picture. You're backpedaling. Like no, Darrell but it's Reeves. true. I, he, is, he is good at the old photos. I, he's got a little – he's got some skill there. Praise for Mark. Praise for Michael Vick. Greg trying to – Dig himself out of multiple holes in this podcast. <laughs> and as we know, when Greg, if he ever gets his GM job, he'll just fill his team with suspect character guys. <laughs> so Vic Love is right up his alley. Sessler will fit in too. He'll be the team photographer. Speaking of uh, <laughs> suspect uh, character guys, Rodney Harrison uh, decided to speak out uh, about the Jets, wow. uh, the former Patriots safety uh, who now works for NBC. That feels unfair. He's a great guy. As an analyst, and uh, I, I'm surprised he doesn't have herniated uh, discs in his back from carrying all the Patriots' water, uh, wow. came out wow. and just destroyed the Jets after their offseason of spending, uh, namely and focused his his, uh, his anger, or I would say his, his venom at Geno Smith. Vitriol. Uh, his vitriol. This is the quote from Rodney Harrison, who probably is a great guy, actually, but, you know, just, you know. Just understand, Rodney, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, I do root for the Jets. Greg, yeah, you, let's, you, may, let's you made be it seem like here. I should throw something out there, a qualifier. Well, I don't I don't care about that, but he's he's anti Geno Smith. I haven't exactly heard you've been singing Geno Smith's praises. I'm you not. guys have more similar than you think. I know. Just you know, back off. The Jets are all of a sudden this is the quote, the Jets are all of a sudden on a high thinking that they're gonna win the championship, by the way. I don't know anybody from the Jets that said that. Uh he told <laughs> He said on NBC Radio, you're not going to win a championship. You're not even going to make the playoffs because you don't have a quarterback. If you go into the season and you're expecting Geno Smith to improve, it's not going to happen. He might get a little better, but when times get tough, when adversity hits, guess what he's going to do? He's going to fold just like the last couple of years. He goes on and on. Uh, says the Jets are a five- or six-win team with Geno Smith. Now, I think it was a little, it uh, felt a little patriot-y, the, the shots by Har- Ryden Harrison. I felt it that way. But I'm not saying they're baseless either. I mean, I'm not a Geno Smith fan. If anything, Greg, it should be you that has an issue with these comments because you believe in Geno. I do. I think he has a chance to get better, and I 
think they can be better than a five or six win team. I don't agree with Rodney really here at all. But of all people, you you're kind of a, the same camp. That, <laughs> oh, why why improve everything? Not why improve everything else, but hey, we're improved, but we're no, we're going nowhere with Gino. So you're rooting on Fitzpatrick already. Fitzmagic. Uh, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm rooting on Marcus Mariota still, but. Uh, it was more the him saying the Jets are walking around saying they're going to win the championship, which has not been something that was going on. Uh, but he's he's not off. I mean, in fact, I think the Jets could easily go in the tank if they get behind Geno Smith again and be a five or six win team, and then you hand it over to Ryan Fitzpatrick and he doesn't bring the Fitz magic, and then you're a bad team. What's your thoughts? From what authority does Rodney Harrison speak on this issue? He's not a former quarterback. He's not a coach. Well, so what? Neither are we. We talk right, about but all I don't, stuff. But nobody's nobody's writing blog posts on my opinions. Well, they should be. Wes, Wes has <laughs> some good hot takes. No, but I just don't. Are you taking shots at me at uh, 7 a.m. on a Sunday on a post that got almost 1,000 comments even writing this up? What's news? Golden in, blog what's material. What's news in large, late March top is different stack, than what's Wes. news in Watch early yourself. March. Well, I just don't care. I mean, this to me, I file this under the Joe Namath, Fran Tarkenton bluster posts. I don't really care what Rodney Harrison says about Geno Smith. I do get a kick out of Harrison. Who just, I don't know if he's ever spoken out against the Patriots, even on the Sunday Night Football telecast. It's, I think it's even a little bit of a running joke on that show. Uh, you know, he always picks the Patriots to win every game, which for the record, works I, out for you. One of our unwritten rules for what's a post and what's not is what gives you a little juice, what puts a little hop in Dan Hans' mm. step, and you obviously, this got you going, and I think that's perfectly fine to write about it. All right, good. Thanks, Wes. I feel like, Wes, you and I are in a good place today. Yeah. Um, all right. All that chemistry we've been doing on NFL Now. I know. Hey, make sure you check they out are, NFL They now. are the Paul Reiser and <laughs> Helen Hunt of NFL Now, Wes and Dan. you got to watch these <laughs> two guys together. <laughs> Wes and I, we're not arguing. There's another reference. TD has no idea. We were, try- <laughs> yeah, right. we were trying to piece together who would be Paul Reiser and who would be Helen Hunt. There's really no way. There's no connective tissue on any level with us, with those two particular human beings. So it's just I was a toss happy out. that Greg decided I was Helen Hunt. You get the Oscar or the Golden Globe at least. Yeah, I don't want to be Paul Reiser. <laughs> I'll be Reiser. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Reiser has a very nice house in Malibu. Uh, Rolando McLean, uh, who had a really nice bounce back season with the Dallas Cowboys last year, and is now a free agent, um, who's expected to be. Uh, he's facing a suspension potentially uh, to start the 2015 season. He's he's meeting uh, with the New England Patriots. This is a move that was first reported by. ESPN, um, McLean is still in negotiation with the Cowboys, media, NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reports, but though a final price tag on his deal will be nowhere near what it would have been during the middle of the season last year before his off-the-field issues uh, came back into focus. Uh, Greg, you are the Patriots guy. Is McLean a guy you want in your building? Yeah, I like when the Patriots take a chance on these guys. And they have problems at inside linebacker right now. Dante Hightower, who's been inside and out, has an injury where he's out six, seven months. Gerard Mayo's coming off a big injury. Yeah, they, they can take swings on guys like LeGarrette Blunt or Rolando McClain, throw them in there, see what happens. A lot of talent. I assume he's going to be for very low, little money. Is this a situation where Rolando McClain's agent and the Patriots are using this for separate issues, the Patriots to send a message to Gerard Mayo to take a pay cut, and uh, mm. McLean to send a message to the Cowboys to up their offer. Salsa. I wish I knew who his agent was. They have a very good relationship. Carl Schmelgenberg. They have a very good <laughs> relationship with Drew Rosenhaus. Work mm. very closely on a lot of things. Maybe that's it. A little favor. No. My favorite Drew Rosenhaus uh, image from this past Super Bowl was when I covered it in a rainy uh, Arizona bar Madden Bowl, and Lashawn McCoy, his client. 
was in the finals against um, Patrick Peterson. He's vanquished in the finals and now needs to get to his car in the rain to be taken away to the next party or whatever. And it's raining. Drew Rosenthaus with his sports jacket covering LaShawn McCoy's head as they walk through the rain together. Wow, that's a real agent. That's an agent. That's <laughs> Jerry Maguire stuff. <laughs> that's Quan. That is Quan. Uh, moving on, Miles Austin. Back on the grid, expected to sign with the Philadelphia Eagles. The former Cowboys receiver uh, was a eh, middling, somewhat subpar receiver for the Browns last year in 12 games before uh, landing on injured reserve with a kidney injury. So now he's 30 years old now. He's now crossed the 30-yard, 30 30-year-old 30 barrier, and he hasn't really been a big-time receiver in several years. So the Eagles, Wes, it feels like they're just going to maybe take a look at him, see if they can – let me get something out of him. Listen, a lot of people could, su- could succeed in that offense, right? Yeah, I, I'm surprised he's only 30. He plays like he's 38. Mm, yeah. um, he did better than expected with the Browns last year, but he doesn't move well anymore. Wes I, really battled, I remember, in our top 100 to have Miles Austin even higher. I remember going into last year. You were a big Austin guy, so I'm going to count that as a win for me. No, 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 no. It was <laughs> it was Miles Austin versus Sidney Rice, who you wanted higher, <laughs> and who promptly hey, retired. Okay. Scientist eight. Uh, nowhere. Miles Austin, I think Greg... He's working at Wingstop, so it's not truly retirement. I mean, he just <laughs> oh, changed wow. his career. He owns the Wingstops. Greg made this point a week oh, ago yeah, that Chip true. Kelly decided that <laughs> wide receivers are easily replaced in his system, and what better evidence than bringing in Miles Austin? Yeah, right now it would be Austin, Riley Cooper, Jordan Matthews, and Josh Huff as their top four. Not pretty, but you figure they'll draft someone. They're reportedly pretty high on Josh Huff. They think he has a higher ceiling than Matthews. Who, by the way, is um, – we talk about all the time the Dalton scale as him being the prime meridian of quarterbacks. Who is the Dalton scale for wide receivers? Well, it was the heart line. Yeah, it was the heart line. That's what I mean, but he's that was, way below now, That was right? more of a contract thing, Dan too. Dan never guessed this stuff, man. He's what? just lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good question because heart line was – Because he's uh, certainly not anymore. No, line. and it was a unique case where it also was counting his contract was really the heart line. So it's, a, it's an interesting question. I'm, Kenny Britt making a push for this one. Kenny Britt, well, well, that's good for him. The Rams have him as their number one receiver, and he's really not even a number two for other teams. Yeah, but he, the fact that he has so much talent, he seems like he a had str- so much. Talent. He, he seems like a strange choice for How this. About, it uh, should, really should be someone who's middle, ooh, right one, middle of the road. Uh, Who do you say? Crabtree. Crabtree. No, he's How too up and down. How about be. Doug Baldwin? Yes, Ooh, that's perfect. Oh, that's exactly right. Nailed it. Eat it, TD. <laughs> Relevance. I think that's the answer. Doug Baldwin. Um, and finally, <clears throat> Jared Allen coming off a bad year in Chicago. His first year there, signed a big contract, only had five and a half sacks. This is a guy that basically was a lock for 11 or 12 sacks every year. Uh, gets to the Bears, and that doesn't work out. Now, uh, under a new regime, so the GM and coach that brought him to Chicago is gone. Uh, the defensive scheme that he's played in his whole career, which was a 4-3, it's now a 3-4 there, so he would have to uh, be an outside linebacker as opposed to a uh, defensive end. So that's changing. He's 33 years old. Uh, as I said, he's coming off a year where he didn't play well and was injured, and yet he, he wants everyone to know, or specifically uh, Ryan Pace and John Fox to know, I'm good still, really. He he said that. He actually said he told the Chicago uh, Tribune that he said that to the GM and coach uh, when he bumped into them at the annual meeting in Arizona. So, uh, Greg, I, I'll start with you on this. 
Jared Allen, is there a reason to suspect he can have a bounce-back season under Vic Fangio, or is this a, season, a situation where he, he's only there because of his salary, kept him there, guaranteed money, oh, yeah, there's and no he's way. not going to have a big role or a big impact this season? He would not be on the team if not for the contract, but because he is on the team with the contract, they're going to try to figure something out, but he doesn't have a position really in that. And then you look at the other people at that position there. Let's go through it. McPhee, Lamar I'm Houston, and then who else am I forgetting here? Uh, I think they're moving Shane McClellan inside. They're moving McClellan inside. He he could be the fourth best pass rusher. Jared Allen struggled for most of last year. He came on a little bit at the end, but at this point, he's he would be like the Dalton scale for a starting defensive end, or maybe even lower than that right now. Would be Jared Allen. Your thoughts, Wes? Uh, I think that Jared Allen had a bad year, as we predicted on our top 101 free agents last year when we assigned him a grade around 30, and his agent got all peeved. Oh, Mm. that's right. Started slamming me. What Do you remember any uh, actual lines or quotes from the email? Similar to what I said about Rodney Harrison. Who's Chris Wessling? Why why (laughs) should we care? He thought that Jared Allen should be ranked like one of the top 10 free agents last year, a 32-year-old pass rusher and now the Bears wish they could cut him right and you and you know he did a good job getting a big time contract really an amazing contract if you think about it that he didn't have that much interest and he got all this guaranteed money this year he had five and a half sacks a season ago so he was not effective as a pass rusher they're now moving positions where he's possibly standing up the guy I forgot by the way had more sacks than Jared Allen as a free agent for much less money Willie Young so young, so Allen could be fourth on the depth chart here on the outside. And one thing, I'm I'm a little surprised he didn't have a great market last year. He kind of was he was kind of getting a little too cute, if I remember, with the Seattle visit, and he wasn't really playing the market maybe to to the full. Those seven seasons before he got to Chicago, he was putting together a borderline Hall of Fame resume. No, he might be a Hall of Fame. Yeah, these are just at a, just his seven year sack total: fifteen and a half, fourteen and a half, fourteen and a half, eleven. 22 in 2011, 12 and 11 and a half before dipping down to five and a half. Uh, and he said he had a, a back issue and a flu issue that cost him like 20 pounds. And, and, and if he's healthy, maybe he does bounce back. But I, I would think the scheme issue is the biggest concern. If he didn't and have the, a $12 million guaranteed contract this year, the Bears might be able to trade him somewhere to a team where he could play in a 4-3 defense. But I, I, I agree with Greg. He's a bad scheme maybe, fit. Maybe they'll even have him play inside. I mean, he's a tough – He's a tough guy. Who knows? Maybe not really be an outside pass rusher. Four-time, by the way, first-team All-Pro. He's going to have a pretty good case for the Hall of Fame someday. Yeah. Well, uh, the thing is, there's so many pass rushers from his generation, guys like Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis. There's all kinds of guys that have similar DeMarcus Ware. I can't wait. Me and you will be on the committee. It'll be great. Um <laughs> That's what's happening, gentlemen. Uh, Greg, I know you have a high-octane management meeting at 2. Yes, we've had to move our time of this show in general so I can get to a meeting and then just – you know, repeat something that I already have sent an email form previously. Handsome Hank's not going to like what he just heard <laughs> if he listens to the show, the notorious DOP. Uh, do we have time for a couple of uh, tweets about when Wes's toaster Please, before we get whatever. into our last? Yeah. All right. Um, I, I asked Wes, or, or Wes volunteered to uh, throw me some tweets uh, from – from you listeners or, and viewers that checked out Win Wes's Toaster. Now, keep in mind, I haven't looked at any of these, and Wes submitted them, so they, they're probably going to be very pro-Wes, I'm going to say. I'm going to go out on a limb. <laughs> we'll start with the first <laughs> one. Uh, this is from Kevin Brown. Damn, I thought your trivia rep was hype, but 11 <laughs> out of 12 versus 2 out of 12, you're the king and the rightful owner of the toaster. Ow! Wes. 
Well, Good I, job. You, asked, you asked me to send you tweets. I don't think anybody was right. really knocking the segment. Let's see. Uh, I didn't another get any one. of those tweets. Bill Diamond, from one twelfth man to another, nice showing on Win West's toaster. This is to the uh, our friend. Who was our first contestant on? Uh, was it our second one? Second Vanilla one. Gorilla. Oh, Vanilla Gorilla. Chris Wessling is not human. He's an NFL wiki. Hashtag. Well, well I think Ooh. we can separate Wes's outstanding performance, one of his best, with the ineptitude of the tomato cans that <laughs> TD lined up. Because they had no control over them going two out of 12. And I, I have heard from another high-octane um, – high up in the company producer at NFL that thought we did a poor job scoring and that you should have not got two of those answers right. In the future, if you blurt out an answer yeah. wrong, you're not allowed to correct it. So well, the rules committee will uh, talk about it. Yeah. Well, we'll then you wouldn't it. have ever had the toaster because you corrected yourself against oh. me. Ooh. Who is this producer? I, I'm not We're gonna not going to get into John it. John NFL Network, he's a fan of the show. He couldn't be any more wrong. It's definitely on the you table. Get, you get to correct yourself. He says that you can't do that on Jeopardy and other This other isn't things. Jeopardy. It's Win West's toaster. Uh, get out of here, high-placed producer. The the power is getting to Wes's head. Putting get his name here, in the producer. title alone is a problem. Get out of here. Uh, anyway, so a bunch of glowing stuff. Here's one more from Graham Brown. Ain't the 21st century great? Watching Win Wes's toaster from around the NFL. I think that's a a uh, reference to us being on NFL now for the first uh, time, which hopefully. I thought that was a reference to my joke. What could be more than 2015 uh, than <laughs> uh, like a radio quiz show? Yeah, That's basically what we are. Uh, Greg's <laughs> instincts have been impeccable on this game. He's never thought it's been good. Everyone loves it. Greg eating all that humble pie every time we play the game. Oh, people! People love to hate me in this role. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the Bob, Bobby the Brain. I'm like Heenan. the heel in WWE. <clears throat> you this are a little went... Bobby the Brain Heenan. <laughs> um, and hopefully, we're gonna have more and more NFL Now content in the coming Greg the Brain Rosenthal uh, year. So, you know, stay tuned on that. All right, now finally, let's get into. Uh, the piece that Greg uh, wrote up, as I said earlier, it's called Eight Biggest Surprises of the 2015 Offseason. And um, right off the top, this doesn't surprise me at all. The number – is this in order? Of, no, okay. I, didn't, I didn't mean it to be in cool. any order. All right. Well, you have right off the top the Saints go crazy, go trade crazy. Should I just go through the eight and maybe we'll uh, sure. pick one out? Number two, the Rams get a big return out of Sam Bradford. Let's start with those two. So – the Saints, we we talked about, Greg, uh, your thoughts on that. They're fascinating because you don't see this in the NFL too often. You see it in the NBA, and it feels at once kind of desperate and without a real plan. But on the other hand, it feels like, you know, maybe it's going to work. Maybe it will energize. Like, I'm not putting a big judgment on it that I think it's a terrible decision what they've done, but you trade grubs, stills, and Jimmy Graham all back-to-back, get rid of Curtis Lofton. It's like, what a what a big overhaul. I thought the Jimmy Graham trade itself was more surprising than, than the Rams getting a big return for Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford's a former number one overall pick, and we've said multiple times scouts and executives love his arm. But we didn't. We weren't saying that in February or March. And I, I'm partly putting it as Actually, a surprise. We maybe not February or March, but I'm thinking about when we did a podcast last August or September, if we could listen to what we said about the future of Sam Bradford then, we thought he was either get cut, the Sam Bradford era was over, which th- that was right, it was over, or he would have to take a massive pay cut to somehow stay on the team. Instead, they end up getting second-round picks. He gets all his money. I'm just saying it doesn't surprise me at all. Mm. We were writing about this a month ago that so many teams need quarterbacks, and with his obvious talent, even with the injuries, 
it doesn't surprise me that someone took a chance on him. I have a bit of a uh, Sessler that uh, everyone's going to sleep on the Saints this season, mm. and they're going to drop a 12-win hammer. Would not surprise me. And, oh, you know, all right. Got a bit of a Sessler there. Let's see if, Wes, are you going to choose him to win the Super Bowl again? No. Is that what you're I'm saying? I'm never doing that again. All right, the two of you guys on the Saints corner, maybe. I, I'm not picking them for the Super Bowl, but I, I, I okay. think they're going to. They can win that division. I think possible. You're saying they don't have a plan. I think they do have a plan. They, this isn't the Oakland Raiders. Well, they keep changing it and making it up as they go along. I mean, no, I they thought they had a good defense last year, and they didn't. They were wrong. Yeah. Brandon right. Browner. There are some things that also feel like they don't have a plan. Danelle Ellerby. Brandon Browner, I I don't know. Uh, next up, you have uh, Greg Hardy and Trent Richardson get paid. Um, I, don't, I don't feel like this is one was a little overplayed because Greg Hardy's not going to get a ton of money depending on well, the I'm suspension. Not just, I didn't want to just give you the eight biggest headlines. Trent of the Richardson, offseason. Trent Richardson gets paid exactly like six hundred grand if he doesn't, uh, you know, that's do six, anything else. That's six hundred grand more than I would have expected. You made a you made a proposition. He wouldn't even. Get a carry in the I'm league. I'm still standing by it. I think it could happen. Right, I, and I, I agree. So why are the Raiders or anyone giving him $2 million for this year if he makes a team in 600000 to start? I, I have, I'm no, the Raiders. Yeah, I'm I was shocked that Trent Richardson got yes. 600000 guaranteed. I thought that was honestly uh, a sandwich in the bank, sandwich in the belly with Sessler because <laughs> – I thought there's no way any team's going to go near Trent Richardson. He doesn't work hard. He's not He's not a productive guy. But I forgot the the big old Reggie McKenzie in the room. Anything's possible when Reggie, Reggie's involved. In, Except signing good players. And with Greg <laughs> yeah. Hardy, in this environment in the NFL, after what he was arrested for, domestic violence last year, and that he could be suspended, the fact that he can make more money per game this season than Des Bryant. He's going to make, make way more per game than DeMarco Murray. It, That's stunning. It's stunning to me. I agree. It was stunning to me. Well, look at the discrepancy between him and Ray Rice. Ray Rice is still radioactive. Greg Hardy gets $13 million possibly. Just, But it just shows this off-field stuff is overrated in terms of how teams will view. And it helps if your owner is the GM and is ready to just spend the money and doesn't have to worry about ownership because he'll take the heat. Greg Hardy right now – Imagine if he was coming out in the draft and he had gotten arrested for domestic violence a year ago. Wouldn't that crush his stock? Yeah. And yet he's in the NFL. He's getting paid $13 million potentially. It's crazy. Uh, two veteran names that are on the move are two more uh, numbers on Greg's list. Uh, the Ravens trade Lodi Nada coming off a very strong season in Baltimore. And Frank Gore, according to Greg, found a better home. Yeah, this is the one that was maybe a stretch because I'm a Gore fan. But it's just nice after being in a perfect run-heavy offense like Jim Harbaugh last few years, he finds an even better spot in Indianapolis. I think the Nada thing is, is similar to what you were saying about Bradford. It, it would have surprised us in December or January. Yeah. But we knew leading up to the deadline or leading up to the start of the league year that they wanted him to take a pay cut, and there was a, there was a chance he might have even been released. It's just interesting. They're eating – Seven point five million in dead money to get rid of him. It was on the last year of his contract. They're paying seventeen, eight million, eighteen million dollars in salary cap space this year to Halodi Nada and Ray Rice. Mm. Mm. We talked about this when it when it happened, or somewhat recently. That given Ozzy Newsom's track record, there's probably maybe something that a lot of people don't know about Nada. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he fell off the map this year. That's fair. And when I looked at his snap counts, I realized he already was a part-time player last year, that that Brandon Williams and Timmy Jernigan were playing a lot for him. So it, part of the equation had to be 
can I pay this much money to a guy paying five, you know, playing 500, 600 well, snaps? I think that's the biggest part of it is Brandon Williams and, and Jernigan. I think that they are really high on those two guys. Uh, two more. The Bills, three more. The Bills become one of the NFL's most fascinating teams. The Matt Castle-led Bills, according to Greg, and also... Not according to Greg. It's a fact. Uh, all right, go ahead. Well, <laughs> tell us the, why. The Bills, Rex. I mean, when Doug Marone left, we thought... Marone. We thought that was some sort of big loss. And they replace him with Rex, and then they get LaShawn McCoy and Percy Harvin, and Charles. They bring Charles Clay into the mix. You get you upgrade at quarterback, and oh, Mark, you know West doesn't care you about did that. Did not upgrade at quarterback. <laughs> you did upgrade at quarterback. <laughs> no, they did. Whatever. It's a really interesting team. Upgrade There's, at quarterback. It's a. It's, <laughs> the you Bills think really have, highly of Tyrod Taylor. The Bills have been boring and in, in the NFL wilderness, to use a Sessler phrase, for a decade. They're on. They're on the front of the map. They're kind of like the Jets were in two thousand, you know, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I like that Wes is uh, that Rex is in a situation now where it looked very depressing when he took the job and that he let his ego get in the way. Now they're a genuinely frisky team, but he still does have that quarterback issue, and uh, that's why I can't, I can't get excited. They still feel like it's an eight-win ceiling as long as they don't have a quarterback. They but. have they have that defensive line, which is fun to watch, and they're one of those teams. Maybe I guess I'm all, I'm by myself on this one among our group, but they're one of the teams like I want to watch them week one. That's one of the teams I can't wait to watch. They're just going to be really interesting to see how that all works together. I agree they're an interesting team. I don't know how fun they will be to watch with Matt Castle at quarterback. <laughs> My favorite, by <laughs> the way. Tyrod Taylor, I'm in. <laughs> okay. Be careful what you wish for. Um, Doug Marone, by the way, since you brought it up, my favorite like 24-hour news cycle uh, moment of 2014, it technically was because it was on New Year's Eve, because I remember I was in the office, is when he walked out on the bills and then all over the Internet – where tweets and reports, Doug Marone, everyone around the league loves what this guy did in <laughs> Buffalo. This is one of the hottest names on the market right now. The Jets are going to make a hard play. Get ready. Doug Marone is on fire. And now he's like he's writing the yearbook for the, the Jaguars or something. Every, <laughs> you know? every single insider took to Twitter that day to tell us how sought after Doug Marone was. He was sought after, all right. Now he's <laughs> write some rear yearbook copy. Now he's teaching Luke Jokel the kick step. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Los Angeles. Let's do two more, and then West, uh, Greg, you got to get out of here. You got to go to big some meeting, management a couple meeting. meetings. L.A. Couple gains minutes. even more momentum. This is finally happening. One uh, one thought on that, Greg. Well, just because we've always had momentum, and there was some during last season, but then it picks up in the off season with uh, them voting on the Rams. Uh, stadium in Inglewood, that's been approved. And then the Chargers and the Raiders combine on a stadium proposal. If you had just told me that in November, that seems ridiculous. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Wes? Oh, yeah, Greg yeah. said it well. And finally, uh, because there's only one way to tee up th this discussion, uh, this was number eight, the final one on your list, retirement stun the NFL, especially 49ers. So I'll tee it up the way. For some reason, it's like almost con contractually obligated. Hey, Greg Rosenthal, is this the start of a trend? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Or I don't think it is. I mean, we'd have to see what happens next year. Each one of these situations was totally different. Which I'm not making light of, like, why it might be a trend, but it, everybody kind of jumped to that automatically. And Chris Borland was the only one that was the head issue concerns. Borland is a fascinating case because we've never seen a player that we can think of citing head trauma and risk of, and worrying about it before anything really happened to him at the NFL level. If that starts happening, like, that is a story. But until we see it, the Jason Worlds and Jake Locker, it's like those had nothing to do with it. I think this was the most surprising if you put all these four guys together. Yeah. It's the most surpri surprising of all of them 
And if only one of them retired, it would have been the most surprising of all of them to me. Hmm. I didn't expect any of these guys to retire. No, Willis probably was the least surprising. Worlds walks away from 15 to 20 million guaranteed. Just in terms of pure surprise, I was as surprised when I got that text that Worlds was retiring as anything that happened this offseason, except for the Jimmy Graham trade. Well, we were all sitting at work for that one. The the Jimmy Graham trade was, I don't know, that was insane. That, yeah, that. That got a little ru- I was, ruckus out of the newsroom. I was with Greg at a taco shop when the world's news came over, and he looked at his phone and he went, "What in the worlds?" <laughs> <laughs> Is that like, accurate? I wish we hung out at taco shops. Dan knows Dan knows the good places. I do. We All should right. go. We should get That's some it. tacos, buddy. That's if yeah, I love tacos. Tacos are great, especially in Los Angeles. Uh, all right, that's it. Those are the eight big surprises. That is it for Monday's edition of the Around the NFL podcast, a nice tight 38. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with the great Mark Sessler. Wes's last show before vacation. Greg is off to meet the man. This is Dan Hansen signing off for the whole crew and TD. Until Wednesday. We get this a lot of question. Had to fight in a cage match. Who wins? ATN mailbag. Yeah, that seems like we get that every time. I've yeah. addressed that before on the show. Like yeah. all they ever do is try to pit things about how we argue yeah. who's better than the other person. Well, in this case, it is it is a good question because I don't. You know, Wes is probably the most. Likely. Wes would probably do it. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I was doing guys. It's not like Wes is uh, Captain America over there. You <laughs> know. Is. Well, Sessler, have some upsets. Sessler's dead on the floor. Let's be honest. I've got a lot of, uh, I've got a lot of want to. I've got some wind to me. That's I where I got what you guys don't have. I can run around. I, I can run. I, I got move, stamina. Baby. Is what I'm trying to say. Take Wes is going to be tired after a little while. I can just keep taking. All it All takes is one hit, though. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Close line. I've got the Ronda Rousey armbar. Yeah. Basically, Mark will be dead, and then Wes and I will corner you and kill you. <laughs> and then Wes will probably kill me. It's probably how it would go. Mark throws hashtag real you, punches. <laughs> I hope you're taking it. was kind of like this. this. It was like this. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. this is the Mark punch. <laughs> All right, save it for the pot. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. 
Bluebirdsradio.com.